Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for another episode of Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 207, the Support Your Parks event, recorded live on Thursday, April 9th, 2009, or 2020. Boy, I'm a year behind. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Vance Martin. In 3 vem and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the show, Michael Coulter, W8CI, was here to talk about the cancellation of Hamvention and the new QSO party. And if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or over on YouTube. And you can always catch the rebroadcast of this show on Saturday evenings at about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on WTWW. That's 5085 AM. So we're going to talk to Vance here in a little bit about some parks on the air stuff. Um, and that's coming up in July. Uh, but there's something coming up uh, this weekend, actually, that I need to make you aware of. And that um, is going to be Saturday, April 11th through the 17th of April. Uh, I got a note from Dr. Rob Suggs about the NASA on the air. The NASA clubs will be on the air. They're going to be on the air from their homes, though, with all the the quarantine stuff going on. Uh, But they will be using the NASA club call signs to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Apollo 13. So they're not planning any NASA-wide certificates or the score tracking like they did for the NASA on the air event, but they will be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Apollo 13. Again, that's Saturday, April 11th through the 17th of April. And uh, there will be uh, opportunities for QSL cards from those clubs Just go to their site on qrz.com, and you can find the specific instructions on QSLs. Those are not really standardized, so uh, check out whichever one that you work, and um, you can find out that information. There will be news on their um, website, nasaontheair.wordpress.com, and also on their Twitter feed, which is uh, NASA. Uh, on the air so check that out and you can catch the um, locations of those stations on the uh, dx spotting sites uh, starting on saturday so if you want to work uh, one of those apollo 13 um, special event stations they will be on all right well get your questions ready to go about parks on the air and we're going to talk to vance about a uh, plaque uh, award event that he is uh, coordinating this year. So we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. So if you uh, have some questions, we'll give you a chance to call in. Uh, We'll talk to Vance first, and then we'll take a break. And then after the break, we'll uh, take your questions live by phone, by Twitter, 
And um, here on Spreaker, the, the platform where the show is uh, streaming, there's uh, comments. So we'll be watching the comments there as well. Um, so to find us on Twitter, it's at HamTalkLive. And to call us on the phone, let me give you the number so you can write it down. We're not ready for calls just yet, but I'll give you the number so that way you have it ready to go. It's 859-982-7373. is how you can call and join in the conversation so keep that on hand. I'll give that out again in a little bit. And I'll be back with Vance right after this word from ICOM right here on Ham Talk Live. Get out and be active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. The IC705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilogram or just over 2 pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz and a large 4.3 inch color touch screen with live band scope and waterfall. It runs 5 watts with a battery, 10 watts with a power supply. It has sideband, CW, AM, FM, and full D-Star functions, a micro USB connector, Bluetooth, wireless LAN, micro SD card slot, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger, and the speaker mic comes standard and supports QRP operations. The perfect accessory for your IC705 is the optional backpack, LC192, with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. The grass may be greener on the other side, but at least we don't have to mow it. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to ICOM for bringing the show your way. Visit them at icomamerica.com slash amateur. We're on the air every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time at hamtalklive.com. And tonight joining us is Vance Martin, N3VEM. He became aware of ham radio as a teenager when he stumbled onto some of his dad's old radio books, but didn't become a ham until April 2014. He passed his extra in 2015 and is working on CW skills. Spent a lot of the first years on the air from a mobile station, but now he has a uh, nice shack at home and uh, he's built and, um, Still does a lot of mobile and portable operation, and he is coordinating um, the Support Your Parks event for the Parks on the Air program this summer, and that's uh, why we have him on the show tonight. So, Vance, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Thanks for having me, and uh, thrilled to be on. Well, you, 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 you've been a caller or a long-time listener, first-time caller last time, so now, now you're a second-time caller. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get you back on here. So, you know, the National Parks on the Air program uh, was a big hit, and we've had a plethora of different events. And, and one of my favorites, of course, was the – the famous Walmart parking lots on the air. And actually, I, I, I did an impromptu Walmart parking lot on the air uh, contact yesterday, in fact. I got uh, Sean KX9X from a Walmart parking lot um, 
on one of the satellites. And then there's lighthouses on the air. There's mines on the air, islands on the air. Uh, somebody even had Dollar General parking lots on the air. There, there's all these on the air things. And, and so you've got just parks on the air. It's not national parks. It's all parks. It's just parks on the air. So before we get into this specific event that you're coordinating, let's, let's hear a little bit in general just about the whole parks on the air program. Sure thing. Yeah. So, so basically parks on the air got started because there was, there was a lot of folks, myself included, that wanted to continue the type of activity that we had had so much fun with during national parks on the air. Uh, and Jason Johnston was the, the one who kind of had the vision to, Hey, let's put something together and coordinate and make a, like a, an evergreen parks on the air program, something that just kind of runs, runs continually like the other programs. So so Jason was the one with that vision. Uh, he pulled together uh, a group of us as volunteers uh, to help, you know, build the database and the website and all the other infrastructure stuff to to basically support uh, running an ongoing program like that. Uh, and really, the idea was to create a program so so we could all just have fun. So we set out to essentially mirror the rules that existed for national parks on the air. So ten contacts from a park equals an activation. Uh, but we also wanted to include state parks just to make it more accessible. So that's why it's the generic parks on the air, uh, just so there's more more places folks can go and, and play portable radio. Um, so in, in the interest of fun and accessibility, program doesn't have a long list of rules. Uh, basically, you just have to be inside the boundary of a park and make contacts to earn activator credit uh, or make contacts with somebody in a park to earn con- earn credit as like a hunter. Um, so folks can, you know, start at parksontheair.com and click around. There's stats and uh, links to get registered and things like that. Uh, really, one of the main differences from the old uh, National Parks on the Air program was that with POTA, we added a list of certificates or achievements that folks can work towards for activating or hunting certain numbers of parks, uh, activating or hunting hunting parks certain numbers of times, making park-to-park contacts. So basically things that uh, that you can kind of accumulate over time to, to earn certificates. Um, so that's that's the, the quick, high-level summary. Really, it's just a program to get out in the park, play radio, and, uh, and have fun. And I think, you know, um, Sean and Norm's idea uh, of the national parks on the air – also kind of created a an awareness with a lot of the the park management um so that they knew what was going on and you know people would kind of check in and tell them what was going on and so i think they're a little more comfortable with this happening just because it's it's more of a common thing now and they know that we're not just uh, a bunch of weirdos showing up with all this well, okay, maybe we are a bunch of weirdos, but but <laughs> we're showing up with all this radio equipment and stuff uh, in the middle of their park, and so they they've got a little better idea of what's going on. Yep, yeah, for sure. It's um, there's certainly more and more rangers and facilities that are kind of aware of, of ham radio operators and what we do, um, and it's it, it's a it's a neat way to interact with park rangers too, because you know at the end of the day, the the rangers are you know, they're just other people that are also curious about what's going on. So uh, I've had a, personally, I've had a lot of neat conversations with, with park rangers just being out and they'd swing by, Oh, what are you doing? And, you know, you talk to them a little bit and, um, you know, kind of get the little ham radio cell in to expose more people to ham radio. And once in a while you'll stumble on a, a park ranger. That's also a ham. Um, that happened to me once up in Connecticut, stumbled on a, a park ranger that was an inactive ham. So actually got to, uh, show off some of my radio gear to the the park ranger and uh, rekindled some interest there. So, so yeah, it's, it's definitely something that they're becoming more and more aware of. Um, we do tell people, you know, respect the rangers, you know, if, if somebody isn't sure about what you're doing is a little uncomfortable, just, um, kind of respect and, and obey. And we can always, it's easier to be polite and explain later than, than to try to push back. If, if somebody isn't sure about what you're doing. Yeah. Good advice. Well, let's talk a little bit about this event that you're coordinating, uh, which is the Support Your Parks 
plaque event. So tell us all about that and how people will be able to participate in that. Yeah, it's uh, so it's something that um, I, I'm really excited about uh, because it's it's a, a, an activity that I've spearheaded. Uh, this will be the third year now. So um, when I talked about the different awards and certificates that are available through Parks on the Air, uh, one of them is is just called Support Your Parks, and Support Your Parks is actually something we do quarterly. We do one with every season. So you know we do a winter, spring, summer, fall, uh, support your parks events. And essentially what started about three years ago in the summertime event, uh, we decided to, to add an extra twist and basically say, hey, let's, uh, let's coordinate this, this plaque event uh, to, to kind of add some, add some excitement and, and maybe draw in some new people. So back in 2018, uh, we had our first, first plaque event uh, in conjunction with the summer support your parks and in 2018 we just had two plaques available it was a uh, most contacts for an activator and most contacts for a hunter uh, then last year we added some more categories because there was a lot of interest and a lot of folks wanted to wanted to sponsor plaques so we had eight categories last year and uh, this year in 2020 there's going to be 11 categories uh, so 11 plaques up for grab uh, which are basically most contacts for an activator and a hunter, most voice contacts. Uh, we have an N2CX Memorial, which is a CW contacts for an activator. And then there's a hunter version of that also. And we do a digital contacts awards. Then there's one we call Rover, which is for activating the most unique parks. So for folks that are familiar with like VHF, you know, grid chasing, it's kind of the parks version of that, you know, trying to balance between as many parks as you can during the event. And then Chaser is the, the flip side of that for hunting the most parks. Uh, and then lastly, there's a, a club category for the club that makes the most contacts uh, as a, a group of three or more operators. So um, it, it really started as a, really just a passion project. Myself and, and one other active POTA member uh, said, hey, let's let's put the money for the plaques and do this. And, and it was real popular so i said hey i'll keep coordinating this but uh we'll need to find sponsors to help uh, pay for all the extra plaques so that's what we did so this is a chance to add to the hardware to put up on the wall and also a chance to uh, just get out and operate and um you know it sounds like a, a fun time <clears throat> and i know that um you know in, in doing my research here you um you know, kind of headed up getting those plaques going. So, so thanks to you for, uh, for doing that. So let's say, you know, somebody goes out and, and makes some contacts and of course logs those afterwards, how do they submit their logs and how do they apply for the awards and all that kind of thing and get a chance to, to get some new hardware? Yeah. So, so we've, we've tried to make it, really as easy as possible to participate. So it's just, it follows all the standard uh, POTA, POTA rules and log submission stuff. So as an activator, you go out to the park, you make your contacts, do your logging any way that you're comfortable with. So, um, you know, most folks will use logging on the computer. Some folks will do handwritten logs and then type them into a computer when they get home. Really, the only requirement is that you get your logs into a program that'll spit out a standard ADIF file. Uh, and then uh, after the event ends, uh, we give a couple-week window, and those logs just get emailed in. So when somebody registers on the website, they go under their call sign on the website, and there's a link to email in the logs. So you click that link, uh, drop your login in that email, uh, and it gets sent in. And, and it's really as easy as that for activators. Um, for hunters, it's actually even easier uh, because all of the hunter activity is actually based on the activator's logs. So all hunters need to do is make sure they're they're registered on the website ahead of time, and they'll they'll get their credits automatically uh, as as folks start submitting their logs. So so participation is is pretty straightforward. Um, the plaques themselves are are really nice plaques. I worked with a, a local local trophy shop here in the town where I live. Um, so they're a real nice black piano finish, 
wood with an 8x10 textured black aluminum plate. has a fancy silver border around it. Um, there's pictures of those plaques from past events uh, on the website where folks can go to check those out. But uh, they're, they're, they're a neat thing. They're definitely a nice piece of uh, hardware to have hanging on the shack wall. And remind us of the um, address of the website again. Yep, it's just uh, parksontheair.com is the, the main website, and you can kind of click through the menus to get to everywhere you need to go from there. Okay, so that's that's where you can check all this out, and uh, you can get out and and uh, activate some of these parks. And, and if you can't activate a park, then you, you work one of the parks. And I know um, I actually had this... Um, for when we come back from the break, but we probably ought to ought to go ahead and and hit this uh, because it's already come up on QRZ. I was looking at the the announcement of the show, and there's seems to be more. Well, not more discussion on there than here, but there's there's it seems to trigger a discussion, which isn't exactly why I put it on there. But anyway, there was a lot of people saying, "Wait a minute, what what?" parks i thought all the parks were shut down right now so in in looking at that there's a a lot of places that have shut down their parks but then there were places like here in indiana where they they've done the exact opposite they said you know what we're not going to charge you to use the state parks we're going to just open them up so that way you don't have to stop and exchange money and all that kind of thing we're going to open them up so that way You've got some place to go where you can spread out and stay away from each other and, you know, enjoy the outdoors. So uh, I know there's some other states that are doing that. So uh, can we address, you know, some of the concerns of, of the um, uh, COVID-19 implications of this? And, and it is going to be in the summertime. So hopefully we'll, we'll be in a better shape by then. Yep. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And, and as we were... Uh, talking about getting stuff rolling for for this summer, uh, that was obviously part of the, the conversation that myself and the other folks on the admin team had. So, so basically, what the way we're doing it, and we put uh, we actually put this information on the website, so folks go and start clicking around and looking at the plaque information, they'll see it. Uh, but what we decided is. Um, there, there's a lot of park activations still going on right now because there are a lot of states, like you said, that have, have really actually opened their parks up for folks. But there are those that have, have completely shut down. And to make sure the, the playing field is fair, that everybody who wants to participate can, basically what we decided is that, one, we're going to hope that by, by the July date – um, that the, everything's opened back up again. But if it's not, if, if there's even a single state that still has park closures, we'll actually just postpone the event. Um, so like I said, the um, support your parks we do quarterly, and the plaques we do along with the summer event. But if there are still park closures when the summer event comes, we'll actually just postpone three months to the fall event, hopefully by then. Uh, everything will be open back up and we can just keep going a quarter at a time like that if we need to. So, so our backup is to just make it a, uh, fall support your parks event instead of summer if we have to. Okay. Very good. Well, it's uh, good information because I know a lot of people are going to ask about that. So, all right, well, let's, uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll take more of, uh, the questions for Vance here that are popping in on the, uh, comments on Spreaker and on the tweets, and we'll take your calls live on the show at 859-982-7373, and uh, we'll give you that number again here in just a minute after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Thanks for choosing Tower Electronics. How may we help you today? We have PL259s, we have in connectors, we have SMA adapters, we have BNC adapters. What can I show you today? Where's the tower? Well, we don't actually have a tower with us, but we have all kinds of things you can use with a tower. We have power poles, antennas, soldering irons and meters. Where's the tower? <laughs> Ma'am, that's the name of our company. We can't haul towers to all the ham fest across the country that we visit. But we have almost every connector and adapter you would need to 
Connect your antenna that's on your tower. I don't think there's a tower back there. I really don't. Tower Electronics. Visit us at a ham fest near you or call 920-435-2973. Or see our whole catalog at pl-259.com. Sorry, one thing we don't have is a tower. Nominations are now open for the Amateur Radio Newsline, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, Young Ham of the Year Award. I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Since 1986, we've had the honor of celebrating the accomplishments of youth in ham radio, and we want to know about your exceptional young ham. You'll find the rules and a nominating form by clicking the YHOTY tab on arnewsline.org. Fill it out, send it in, and we'll see you and an amazing young ham at the Huntsville, Alabama Ham Fest in August. Thanks, and 73 from Amateur Radio Newsline. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Hey, baby, I'd love to be in your grid square. Tower Electronics is at home in Green Bay riding out the COVID-19 quarantine, but they'll be back out on the Hamfest tour soon. But in the meantime, they're still open for business. You just go to pl-259.com and you can check out their full catalog and place an order. So give them a call or order online, pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at HamTalkLive.com. And be sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it's time for your calls. So if you have a question for Vance, give us a call right now. It's 859-982-7373. 7373. 73. Or you can tweet us. It's at HamTalkLive on Twitter. And if you're listening to us on the podcast version or on WTWW, you won't be able to reach us because uh, we're recording this live on Thursday evening. So we won't be there. So, all right. Well, let's bring uh, Vance back in here and we're going to talk about some. Um, some portable operating tips here in just a bit, but uh, we, we got a tweet here that's that's come in, Vance, that says, "Why is your guest so awesome?" <laughs> Who was that from? Uh, I think that was from Vance in three V E M. Have you heard of him? Yeah, well, we might want to uh, we might want to double check that guy's credentials. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, if you have a question, you can tweet us. It's at HamTalkLive. And, again, the number 859-982-7373. And uh, let's let's go to the comments here. We've had a ton of comments, and I really appreciate we're kind of getting the usual crew on the comments here. And uh, the the interaction is, is what this show is all about. So we we want to thank everybody for um, being in there tonight. Uh, Joe K zero N E B mentions that the IC seven hundred five is going to be delayed. That's uh, ICOM's new little bitty QRP rig, which would be great for parks on the air. So it looks like it's going to take a little longer than expected with all this chaos going on. So. Uh, it's going to be a little bit longer uh, before that's out. And we've got a bunch of other things here, but we have a phone call. So let's go to the phones. Hello. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. Hi, Neil Vance. How are you yes. this evening? Good. Who do we have here? 
This is Carmen. It's me again. K one L K P. How have you been? Been good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, in regards to the the uh, subject here tonight, P O T A. Over the yeah. years, I've had I've had the opportunity to work about ten different POTA stations. Okay, and one of the things I'd like to suggest, i.e., going forward, is that whoever these folks are who decide to set up a POTA station, they should put all the info on their QRZ page ahead of time, uh, because many times. Uh, you talk to these folks, you get the number that they're at, okay, you go to their QRZ page, and there's nothing that they're on a POTA uh, adventure, okay? All right. Carmen, can you turn your uh, can you turn your speakers down there? Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. We're getting, I apologize. We're, we're getting a delay there. <laughs> I, I apologize. Okay. No problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's my suggestion, is these folks that, who are going to go out into the fields and, and operate a POTA station, they should put all this information on their QRZ page ahead of time so that people, when they go back, look up their QRZ thing, and they're not scratching their head. Also, uh, they should have on their individual uh, QRZ page, the link that, that Vance gave us tonight, uh, which was parksontheair.com. Yes. Yep, that's, that's the link. Okay, now that's a great page. One of the things, if it's possible, okay, to do on that page, if there's really like a search window where a person could go in and put in the, the uh, one of the, you know, the typical numbers that uh, you would get, uh, for instance, uh, I, I re- recently worked somebody and they gave me a K2028. If they had a search window on that page and, and where it took you right, bingo, right to the, to the location with all the information about K2028, that would be great. Again, right, it's just a suggestion. Vance, you want to talk yeah, about that? And I know you've you've got some postings of of stuff on the website, actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so the QRZ pages that's um you know that's something that is definitely a good suggestion. Um, you know, Poda is a program that's that's open to to anybody. So there's uh, there's four thousand and some registered users. Um, so for the most part, you know, most the activators, you know, each person that's going to go out kind of does their own thing as far as announcing themselves and, and what info they share. So the the folks that are most active, uh, you'll find that they usually do have some information on their QRZ pages kind of pointing you back to POTA information and things like that. But there are certainly folks that, that don't. Um, so I don't, uh, I personally don't mind just popping into the uh, Facebook group or, or Twitter and just kind of sharing your tip because that is a, a very good idea. Um, on the search pages, there's actually some things that are already there, but there's also some new things in the work. Just works just from a technology standpoint. Uh, from the main website, if you click the the dashboard button, that gets you to like what we call our our stats page, and that's where all the metrics are that show top activators and things like that. And from that section of the website, uh, there is a parks section where you can search for parks by state by program by entity and things like that so some of that functionality is already there uh, but it's not all yet out on the the main page so certainly adding a link to the main page for that is not a bad idea at all so i'll actually scribble that down since i'm part of the team that manages the websites there yeah if you can make it quote as sesame street as possible (laughs) it would help out (laughs) sure thing Tonight's contact okay. is brought to you by the letter Q. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, look, uh, I, I have a, I've worked a lot of these POTA folks over the years, and I usually have a little fun with them, all righty? As I end the QSO with them, I tell them, have fun out there on the potato fields. 
Oh, wait a minute. I'm on the wrong screen here. Wait a minute. Where's my... Okay, there, there's my punchline sound effect. I had to, had to switch over and get that. Very good, Carbon. Well, thanks so much for calling in and the suggestion. Well, you know, hopefully it helps out. Uh, I think it might make it less frustrating for people, and then they might, you know, feel more excited about working a POTA station. Very good. You yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep safe with this darn coronavirus going around. Oh, I know. Okay, take all care right. now. God bless to all. Bye. God bless to you, Carmen. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. 859-982-7373, the number. Some some uh, some good tips there uh, from Carmen. Uh, we've got some more stuff here on the comments and on Twitter, so let's get to those. Um, Troy, W9KVR, says, We have snow tonight in the flatlands of Illinois. So uh, I think, actually, we may be getting some snow here. So it's from 85 yesterday to, to snow. Um, so I don't think we'll have any snow by July, though. Um, let's see what else we have here. Oh, Joe says two to three inches in Lincoln, uh, on Easter. Wow. Uh, Joe also says KCUNEB, the, the parks in Nebraska are open, but no restrooms and no overnight camping or anything like that. Troy W9KBR says state parks are closed in Illinois. Um, so there's, like I said, a lot of different things. So check and, and see, you know, because some, some states just opened everything up and some closed down and some just, you know, are kind of in the middle. So check that out. Okay, so uh, Troy also asks, um, what constitutes as a park that can be activated? Um, now, Troy is also a science teacher. He teaches middle school. And he was on a field trip over in my area, actually, uh, at Turkey Run State Park back in 2016, where he worked our uh, high school ham radio club. Um, but is there a, is, he's asking, you know, is there a standard list? If, if you, if you just have a neighborhood park down the, down the street, does that count? What, what constitute as a park for the parks on the air program? Yep. Yeah. So it is a, a defined list of, of parks. Uh, and from the website, you can go to that, that stack stats section. And then the, the parks under the parks tab, you can find the, the lists of the, the eligible parks. But generally it's, it's all, uh, federal and state parks, um, that are, that are on the lists. Uh, there are some state parks that are that are missing, but the there's actually park administrators that are constantly going through. And if there are state-run parks that aren't on the list, we're slowly getting those added. Uh, but but they're pretty much all all on. Um, it does not include, however, like county or city parks. So if you just have a, a small county park or a municipal park in your area, uh, those would not be on the list. Okay, very good, uh, John. Down in Florida, W4USF asks, how difficult is it to gain approval to set up a radio in a park? Um, and are there any environmental impact forms to fill out? So for the most part, there there's no approval required. Uh, with, with POTA being um, kind of designed to be very accessible, um, a lot of a lot of the activators, if they're going to a park where uh, they think there could be sensitivity issues or environmental issues, um, will often just park and sit in their car in the parking lot and do an activation from a mobile station. Uh, but most of the time, the the type of activity we're doing doesn't require any any special permission. Um, personally, I've I've always operated under the um, you know activate first and uh, ask for forgiveness if somebody tells me to stop. But I've never been actually told to stop by a ranger. Uh, you know, I've had folks pass by, say, oh, what are you doing? And you explain, and and uh, and they're usually fine with it. The, the biggest thing to be aware of, and I'm glad that he asked specifically about the environmental impacts, um, 
because we are encouraging people to be out in natural spaces, the one caveat is however you're going to set up your station, you do have to do it within the rules of whatever whatever rules apply for that state's parks. So you generally don't have to ask for permission, but I do advise that you go to your state's um, agency that manages the parks and just make sure you're familiar with the park rules because, uh, as an example, uh, there are some states that specifically say no ropes in trees or no stakes in the ground, things like that. So just be aware of those rules. And as long as you're following all of the other parks rules, you shouldn't have any, any issue during your activation. Okay. Very good. Uh, Ralph Hess says, uh, yeah, there's a list on the website and, and he also says Vance Martin is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Ralph lives, uh, right down the street (laughs) from me. And uh, we actually ought to give, give Ralph, give Ralph some, uh, some, some credit and, and some business. Uh, Ralph, I don't know how many radio shops are still in business, but Ralph, uh, he's the last active in Pennsylvania distributor. So we've still got one of the last ones around in our, in our town. Oh, very good. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Chris, a four CB says that Florida closed their parks to the public on Monday, March 23rd. So Florida's shut down at the moment, but again, hopefully, uh, that'll, that'll change by July. And, uh, Troy says, thanks. He was wondering about the County park. So, uh, that uh, takes care of that. And let's see. Let's go over to Twitter. Uh, Wayne uh, says, I'm having a great time with POTA. Just want to make a comment. The awards are very easy to obtain for hunters, starting at 10 unique parks. And there's up to 300, almost up to uh, 300 unique parks. And um, he's only been active since November. So... Uh, there you go. And, and, and Jason W3PC also asks, why is your guest so awesome? So well, <laughs> you, you got a fan club here, Vance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and one other person. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're getting close to the end here. So if you have a question, give us a call 859-982-982. 7373 or uh, at ham talk live on twitter or if you're on spreaker type into the to the comments there but i did uh, ask about some portable operating tips and uh, we've had uh, some folks on talk about that uh, before but what uh, what are your operating tips for going out and setting up in a park yeah, so probably the the biggest tip that that I give to people um, is is don't get hung up on what the perfect equipment is for operating. You, know, you see a lot of questions like that in in the groups and um, on Twitter and things like that. Uh, I, I tell people the the best equipment you have to activate portable is whatever equipment you already own. Um, you know, Poda doesn't have strict rules as far as power sources and things like that. So whatever you have, take it out to a park, uh, find a pavilion to plug into AC power if you need to, and, and just have fun. That, that, that's really my, my biggest tip. Um, once you've done a couple activations, it's a lot easier to learn firsthand what kind of gear you might want to have if you're going to do it regularly. Uh, but but when you're just getting started, just just grab whatever you've got and get out there and have fun. That's that's what it's all about. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one at you here, and uh, hope I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, hope I don't uh, throw you too much of a curveball here. But uh, at school, we actually went and out and activated a county for um, the Indiana CUSO party at uh, Brown County State Park and uh, they've got some great elevation out there and everything and um, we, we had a had a nice setup we took a, a, a buddy pole out and we also took a ham stick and the buddy pole we just couldn't get it to really work right and and I guess it was it was too close to our tent or, or something. And, and all of a sudden we went to the ham stick on top of the car and, 
and we moved the car around and finally was able to to get on the air a little bit with the hamstick. So uh, my question would be, uh, what kind of an antenna setup do you like to do in a park? Yeah, so I have um, really like three different things that I use most often. Um, so a lot of times it was just a, a hamstick on the car. Uh, I do have a buddy pole, and then I also just have a, a push-up mast with um, – full size dipoles that's it's kind of arranged like a fan dipole but it's just two elements one for 40 and one for 20 i, I think you'll find in poda that 40 meters and 20 meters are, are kind of the money bands they're the ones where where most poda activity happens so if you can cover those two bands you're good to go um so that that's actually my preferred one the, the push-up mast with the the full size dipoles because usually you can put up a, a full-size push-up mast in like an inverted V without having to worry about uh, ropes and trees if you're in one of the states that, that prohibits that. Um, depending on the base you have, you can sometimes you know park a car tire on it or something like that to, to keep it from moving around. So, so that's been the most versatile. Uh, the buddy pole, I, I have, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, you, you know, you see a lot of um, fandom around the buddy pole antennas. I have kind of a, a love hate relationship with my buddy pole. Um, I, I love it when I'm traveling for work and I'm flying somewhere because I can throw a rig in my backpack and carry the buddy pole bag as my carry on. And it's, it's very easy to travel with, uh, but because it is a very shortened compromised antenna, um, there, they can be finicky to tune, um, just because, that's kind of the nature of, you know, a, a shortened antenna when you start getting coils involved and things like that. So, so the buddy poles are, are nice for portability. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, nothing, nothing beats a full size wire. If you can, can get one up somehow. Okay. Very good. Troy says, uh, <laughs> they used a TS 480 SAT, a 12 volt battery and a screwdriver antenna, but the screwdriver antenna was mounted on the roof of the school bus, so he had a had a ground plane there. Um, and Douglas Rice says Monkey Wrench ARC loves Vance, so more more right. of the Vance fan club here. Yeah, I'm, that's more more folks I'm familiar with for sure. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the thing. See, we get listeners by by you know bringing people like Vance on, so that way you know people come to hear Vance, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Doug, I'll, I'll give a shout out for Doug too. Doug's, um, no, I, I might have my, my titles mixed up. Doug's actually on the board of the, uh, the local club here in town, one of the board members. So, uh, the monkey wrenches, you know, him and a few other folks from the, the club like to get out, do some, do some POTA stuff. So that's the, uh, that's the monkey wrench club there. Yeah, very good. Well, hopefully people can, um, get out to these parks this summer and, and get on there and activate. And um, definitely people can, can get on and talk to the ones that are. So we just uh, advise everybody to keep an eye on the rules and keep an eye on what's open and what's not in your area because it's very different depending on where you are. And uh, hopefully by, by July we'll get enough UV and heat and everything else and we'll, we'll be in in good shape but uh but make sure you check those out be safe and uh, same thing for field day we're <clears throat> probably going to see a lot of backyard activations on field day i have a feeling so um make sure you you check that out uh let's see did we have something else on here oh ralph says he didn't know this existed so he'll tune in so there we go we got we got more oh we have another call let's let's go ahead and take another call here real quick Good evening. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. Who do we have? This is Wayne. Oh, hi, Wayne. Thanks for calling in. How are you doing? Uh, November 3, Charlie Delta Foxtrot. I was just listening to the show here with Vance. Unfortunately, I've never made contact with Vance yet, but I have some of the other administrators. Um, there, was, there was one comment that I just wanted to make about the hunters. Um, even if you're not, even if you've made contacts with, with some of the activators, and haven't registered, I would kind of implore any of the people that have to go ahead and register because there may be an award waiting for you with, without uh, without even knowing it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, the the activator's logs are all there. And and just like Wayne said, as a hunter, to kind of unlock the magic, all you have to do is register. So if you've contacted a bunch of stations and you register, you might see that, just like Wayne said, there there could be a, a pile of awards just waiting for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was, uh, that was my only comment other than I, I love the program. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's great for the hunters that can't get out or, 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 or are, um, homebound that can't get out, but still can talk on the radio. And it's a great program for them to, uh, to hunt these people down. All right, Wayne, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Seven three. All right. Well, Vance, uh, we, we've kept you a little bit over time here, so we'll uh, we'll give you a chance to finish things up, and uh, and then we'll get on our way and uh, and hope for the best for uh, for parks being open. So, any uh, final thoughts here? I, I don't think uh, don't think I have anything extra other than you know just make sure you you check out the website. We'll obviously keep updated information there so if the dates do have to push out to the fall that's where we'll announce it um and there uh, there likely will be a couple sponsorship opportunities left so if there's anybody who's who's really anxious to to sponsor an award uh, may 23rd is the official date that those gates open up um for anybody to throw their name in the hat if they'd like to sponsor uh, any of these plaques um but other than that uh I hope uh, folks have fun with the event, and I'm looking forward to, to contacting and, and hearing a lot of folks making contacts on that weekend. Okay, and remind us uh, the dates again and the website. Oh, so the website is parksontheair.com, and a lot of the statistics are at stats.parksontheair.com, and the 2020 event is right now scheduled for July 18th and 19th, and that is UTC time. All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Vance, and talking to us about Parks on the Air, and good luck with the event and uh, all the awards and getting all this going. You bet. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guest, Vance Martin, N3VEM, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in and typing in and invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, be sure to visit hamtalklive.com. Just click on the link there and it'll take you to that page. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. That helps others find us faster. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375 and... May the good DX be yours.